Keep grinding. See it through from Miron. He founded this company, Super Money, kind of halfway back in 2013 when he launched. It kind of fiddled around for a little bit until it got serious in 2016 when they passed 20 grand per month in revenue. Today, there are over eight full-time employees and they have a bunch of freelancers. Uh, the founders have put in a million bucks just to cover burn and they've scaled about 200 grand per month in revenue. Looking to scale that to that $10 million ARR mark, hopefully by the end of this year, so they can go look at potentially raising growth capital as their SEO footprint expands when people are searching for any really terms related to financial services products. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Miran Lulik. He's the founder and CEO at Supermoney, a leading financial services comparison platform. Millions of people trust Supermoney to shop for financial products and transparently compare their options in real time. Prior to this company, Marin was a co-founder at Loan Now, a direct online lender. He's also helped to launch Optima Tax Relief, where he led digital marketing and product development efforts as VP of Digital. In 2015, Optima was named the third fastest growing company in America, number one in financial services. Miron, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. All right, let me throw a question on you first. Uh, Betterment or Wealthfront? Uh, I mean, they're both good. I <laughs> can't... Uh... Uh, both partners, actually. So uh, they're, they're both good products. Well, from what I understand, based off what my research team told me, I mean, you help people make decisions on what to use. So when someone asks you, which one do you use? How do you come up with a recommendation? Um, well, I mean, we, we store um, more than any site that I've seen more data on, on different products. Uh, you know, for personal loan, for example, you'll, you'll see everything from target FICO bands to uh, loan amounts, the to differentiators, origination fees, prepayment penalty fees, like anything that you could want to compare apples to apples. And so we have all that there um, transparently, but then we get a ton of people coming to the site and providing their qualitative uh, experiences similar to how they would with Yelp if they were reviewing a, a restaurant or something like that. So we combine the quantitative dimensions with the qualitative and and they can compare their options uh, right there. And we have a sort of, you know, pretty you know, a, a good sorting algorithm that it's weighing all these different factors and, and presenting them on our listing pages. Do you use like a questionnaire for new people that come to your site looking for a product so you can kind of profile them to help curate the recommendations you then give them? Or is it kind of the same recommendations for every person based off just gathered community reviews? Um, it depends where they land on our site. So if they hit a blog entry, um, well, if they hit, say, a listings page, uh, yeah, the light box pops up and we ask a few basic questions around, you know, um, what's your FICO, where, what state do you live in to, because, you know, not all lenders operate or whatever financial service product. It, it, it varies by state, by, you know, obviously the demographic of the, the user and everything. So, um, we, yeah, we, we pre-filter those listing pages. If they've said anything through any of the forms on our site, it's cookie and tied to a dynamic user. And uh, if, they're, if they're on a blog page and we have some sort of an offer table or whatever set up, um, all of those are all filtered 
Um, but we also have these loan offer engines that we've been building out. Initially in the lending space, we, we launched with our personal loan offer engine, and that's uh, integrated directly with a bunch of lenders. So we're collecting a whole loan app on our end, um, segmenting it and submitting it to, to multiple partners, and, and they're getting real you know, pre-approvals back, and they can actually compare real offers. And is that your biggest revenue model? You get a kickback as you're generating these highly qualified leads for these partners of yours? We're not on a, on a per lead basis with anyone right now. We're, we're on a cost per funded loan. So, um, yeah, it's our incentives are sort of aligned across the board with, with our users and with uh, our partners. So, um, yeah, when, when they get a funded loan, that's typically when we get paid. Okay. So, so is that your only revenue model or is there a SaaS component here or a sponsorship model as well? Like you can pay to go higher in their reviews. Any other revenue streams? Right now, it's it's all performance-based advertising. Okay. We do have a couple in, in other verticals, um, you know, a couple guys who pay us per lead or um, per click. But um, most throughout most of our relationships are on some sort of performance-based uh, revenue share type thing. And are you out hustling, negotiating those things one-on-one? Are these banks come and just automatically sign up and accept your terms? Um, no, I mean, there's a lot of negotiation, especially with financial service providers. It's, uh, a lot of redlining and, and, you know, that's pretty much the longest, uh, part of, of our onboarding process is figuring out the, you know, the, the deal terms. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, every, every relationship sort of different. Um, we do have, you know, a component to our sorting algorithms. It's sort of weighing in our, uh, expected revenue on a earnings per click basis. So we do have some sort of leverage in that way. And we, you know, the people who want more traffic, um, to some degree, if, if they bid more, they can get some more, but, uh, but in general, yeah, it's, it's a lot of one-off negotiations. Yeah. So like I'm in right now on your website on the reviews for your money management section under personal finance. And when you go in here, it looks like a G2 crowd kind of, right? You've got like future advisor, money, spire, mint. People will know mint, obviously acorns, hello wallet, these kind of guys. And then they have kind of these, these reviews with like pricing and things like that. So, I mean, some of these reviews are exactly equal, right? Like future advisor has 11 five-star reviews. How, how would you know how to rank number one if someone else has like a higher volume of reviews but a little bit lower rating? Um, we use a Wilson scoring algorithm similar to uh, you know, Yelp and, and, and others. Um, Reddit, I think, uses that as well. It looks at the distribution of reviews and, you know, it's more it, – obviously somebody with one five-star review isn't going to rank at the top. So it, it, it is looking at that and – in giving a weighted score. And, What's the um, name of that? I've never heard that before. The Wilson ranking system? A Wilson scoring algorithm? A Wilson scoring algorithm. Interesting. Okay. So that is, uh, that helps with just, you know, the qualitative review distribution in general, but um, we also weight that in. We have a, a weighted scoring algorithm that, that factors in other things like uh, earnings per click and that sort of thing. So, we're, we, you know, obviously we're, we're trying to, Wait, what do you mean earnings per click? Like earning, like earnings you make per click you send them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we don't want it to be a complete pay to play model um, because the user experience is gonna be terrible. It's just if it, it, it's always you know uh, whoever's willing to pay us the most is appearing at the top, especially in sort of like subprime verticals. Typically, you know, somebody with more margin will push their way up to the top and won't really align. Um, with the you know the, the, the general market of, of what is the best option but at the same time we don't want to be completely on the other end of the spectrum where everything's user generated and we have no way to make money and that's right so, 
so we're, we're kind of waiting. It's definitely weighted more towards the user experience and uh, the user reviews. Um, but yeah, we, we do uh, factor in a few things. Yeah. So if I click on future advisor, which ranks number one in this particular section of money management tools, and I click the visit site button under their logo, you're essentially, I'm making this up. You're getting 30 cents per click or something that you send them. Um, we, well, we're not typically on an ETC, like earnings per click model, but, um, it will, we, we measure what it backs out to on an ETC and that's kind of a weighted factor. Oh, I see. I see. Got it. So you might, you might have met the future advisor at their office on 505 Howard street and they've said, Hey, we got a great product. And you're saying, yeah, our organic feedback from our community has you with 11 five-star reviews. We should work something out. I can send you more traffic and you'll work out some deal together and then factor you know, over a year, how many clicks you send them and over a year, what do they pay you to get basically a weighted EPC? Yeah, exactly. exactly. In- interesting. So, I mean, this is these are a lot of deals. I mean, you have hundreds of tools listed on this thing. How do you have time to manage all that? Well, a lot of it is we go through networks. There's already, um, you know, especially if it's if it's a vertical that we don't do a ton of traffic in, we'll we'll just go to a network like Commission Junction. A lot of these guys will have performance programs already on like Impact Radius, and um, there's just a lot of different networks or, or places that they have existing affiliate programs. So we'll just typically grab uh, those those links and, and run from there. It's just easier for everybody. Um, for bigger partners, we, we transition to a direct relationship at some point. Or for verticals, we drive you know a lot more traffic and we'll typically just go direct from, from the beginning. But uh, yeah. I was shocked to learn when I started interviewing travel bloggers that the number one way they're just printing money is I did not realize the huge affiliate kickbacks that credit card companies give. I mean, I was shocked. Um, when you look at all your different sectors, which one of these are, like pay the most per traffic? Is it like the folks looking for new people to give debt to, or is it the credit card companies? Which one would you say they pay the most kickback for? Um, I mean, it's it's all over the just financial services and verticals. Like in in general, financial services is a big like pretty much pick anyone. <laughs> they all are uh, uh, high paying sort of, and and you can look at you know the Google AdWords. Um, average cost per click reports is a lot of them published online and, um, a lot of them, you know, pay a lot in tax relief. Some of these like get out of debt verticals are typically very, uh, lucrative on an EPC basis, but they're just, you know, niche tiny verticals. So it's, it's, um, it's kind of a balance of, yeah, like it's a very high value customer, but very hard to find them. So only, you know, not, um, the majority of sort of revenue, but. Um, and then on the flip side, you have like personal loans, credit cards are, are huge, huge uh, markets. They also play, pay pretty well as well. So yeah, uh, it's kind of all over the place. Folks, for those of you that want to learn how to go from good to great to totally unstoppable, listen up. Friday, September 28th, that's this month through Sunday the 30th, I want you to invest in yourself and buy a ticket to Relentless MV, a -a one-of-a-kind exclusive event at Lambert's Cove Inn on Martha's Vineyard, where world-class motivators will help you gain the mental edge to push yourself to the next level and maximize your potential. SaaS founders, you know, we need this. It's a tough world. World World-renowned trainer Tim Grover, retired 
retired Navy SEAL David Goggins, tech entrepreneur and fear guru Patrick Sweeney, and an elite lineup of performance experts will share how they've gained the mental edge that's taken them to the next level and bigger valuations. We also have a very special guest, Red Sox great and Hall of Fame pitcher Pedro Martinez, in case of any of you guys are into baseball. It's a great event to learn, become inspired, and to network with other A-player attendees. Both weekend and day passes are available, and here's the thing. I told the conference guys, you got to me a great a great deal. So they did. As a listener of the podcast, you get a special deal. Use promo code TOP, that's T-O-P, to receive 500 bucks off. I love that. 500 back in your pocket. Visit RelentlessMV.com for more information. Buy now. Limited tickets are available. You don't want to miss out when they sell out. What's the, just give my audience a sense here. I don't remember what the numbers were when I interviewed some of these travel bloggers, but I mean, if you sign someone up for a Chase Sapphire Reserve card, I mean, I, th- I think you remember, I remember Matt telling me, I mean, it's like five, 600 bucks that they'll pay back to the, the traffic source for one, you know, qualified sign, new sign up to that credit card. Does that generally match with your data? Mm, a couple hundred. I don't think the credit cards are going really that high. There's probably some offers that are, um, yeah, maybe on the business side, personal credit cards to, Typically a lot, you know, lower than that. Okay. Uh, depends on the credit quality and the type of card. Uh, we have some as low as, you know, like under $10, um, in typically, you know, 20 to 50 or something like that. But they, for like a really good credit card, uh, offer that's, you know, being aggressively promoted. Yeah. You, you can get, you know, 100, 200 bucks, something like that. And give me more of your backstory. So what year did you launch the company in? What year? Uh, 2013, uh, technically, but uh, it was sort of a uh, side project, really. It was, it was initially it was just like a personal finance blog um, for the most part, and we uh, seeded it with some content. At, at some point, we decided, hey, let's kind of try to create the Yelp of financial services. We uh, threw um, you know a website up uh, for that sort of uh, that idea and um, seeded it with content. Nobody really went to it for a while, and Eventually, Google just started rewarding us. And at some point, we realized, uh, hey, there's, uh, this thing's kind of taking off on its own. So let's invest. Um, so how, how, how embarrassing was first year revenue? In 2013, how low was revenue? Like a couple grand or a hundred grand, a million? Oh, I don't even know if we had any. Yeah, it was like... Or zero. We had close to zero, basically. I mean, and, and what did you grow it to when you said, okay, I'm seeing enough revenue from this thing where I've got the confidence to quit my full-time thing and go all in? We were generating around like 20k a month or something at that point. Which was what point? What um, in 2016 is when we got a little more serious. Mid- midway through 2016. Okay, so midway through 2016, call it you know 20 grand ish per month is what you had scaled to, all just from these essentially kickbacks. The the there you get the SEO juice because you launched, you put up great content, now you're getting the kickbacks. Now, have you bootstrapped this whole thing or have you raised? No, we we've bootstrapped it. Um, you know, the partners, the founding partners, have put in about. Uh, just over a million dollars at this point in total um, of our burn, and uh, but we haven't raised any outside capital. What do you mean in total of your burn? So like our net um, invested is is just you know over just over a million dollars in total. Yeah, but when what do you mean at, over burn? Is what you're saying is in a month where you might spend more than what you make, the investors will put up more to cover that burn. Yeah, exactly. Like we're maintaining a small burn rate and. Really, it was, uh, you know, around 2016 when we decided, hey, like, this isn't worth investing. And we, we 
brought some engineers onto the team and, and started really focusing on building out the platform more and you know building that loan offer engine and just a lot a lot of different stuff we've been working on. What's your team size today? Uh, about eight full time employees and then a handful of uh, sort of part time resources. We have a bunch of freelance writers who are, are part time and um, you know other resources that sort of. Yeah, but in terms of just full-time employees, about eight people. And what do you use to hire these these writers? Do you use a network or marketplace? Um, it's kind of been more referrals lately. But at one point, we were using eByline. Um, e byline. Yeah. E Y E line. B Y L. Yeah. Okay, got it. Interesting. We'll look that up. Ebyline for content. Um, okay, cool. And so, what have you uh, like over the ne- over the last twelve months? I mean, were you are you still kind of at that twenty k per month running? So you did about a quarter of a million over the past twelve months, or have you doubled or tripled that since twenty sixteen? No, we've been growing about fifteen to twenty percent month over month in terms of our top line revenue for the last year, and we're we're approaching about two hundred k right now. Yeah, um, which is still pretty small. I mean, we haven't. We haven't really been focusing on scale. We've been building a ton of infrastructure behind the scenes. Um, hope you know th- this year is when we plan to to start scaling up a little more aggressively. More monetization, yeah. Now, would you ever go out and raise traditional capital or no? We will at some point. We you know we've been aiming to get to the ten million uh, annual revenue run rate before we raise, so that we can raise growth capital. Um, you know, we didn't need you know early stage seed rounds and that sort of thing. Uh, we'd rather raise on, on better terms and we know that we can get there on our own. Um, so yeah, but that's how, the plan. Uh, what year, what, how many years do you think you need from today? So you have about four X or 200 grand per month currently to hit that 10 million AR run rate. When do you think you can hit that by? I'm hoping to this year. Okay. Wow. That'd be significant growth. If you hit that this year, that'd be really good growth. Yeah. I, I mean, we've, we've definitely, We've done bigger than that in the past. So yeah, well, I mean, going from a dollar to two dollars in month over month is it's easy to double smaller numbers. It's not so easy once you start getting bigger. No, I'm, I'm saying like with Optima, uh, you know, it was like I think it was like a thirty-five thousand percent three-year growth rate or something like mm-hmm. that. So I, I mean, it's really about setting up a scalable business model and then putting money into it to scale. Um, so it's I, I think we're at this point now where we're, we're yeah, about ready to like start investing into that. And is the revenue very predictable? Is it like true monthly occurring revenue, or does it really fluctuate based off partnerships you're closing in certain months? It's growing based off of we've sort of been our SEO footprint has been growing exponentially. So it's been growing. You know, just organic visits are coming to the site, and um, you know that's a big driver. Our monetization has gotten a lot better over time. Um, just the, the breadth of, of different partners that we have um, launching in new verticals like so personal loans you know just was a vertical that kind of went after really well and we, we set up a bunch of partnerships and monetized it really well and there's still a bunch of verticals on the site that we don't really monetize that well and um, but now we're starting to get a lot more traffic and you know we're trying to catch up with that um, and then yeah new partnerships is is always uh, something that's right and that hasn't really been a big channel for us but a, a channel we're sort of putting a lot more focus in moving forward yeah all right Miran, let's wrap up here uh, with the famous five number one what's the last business book that you read the last one oh, uh, I can't remember the oh actually I'm trying to look at my audible right now uh, I've been <laughs> 
reading. On, well, actually, it was Jason Calacanis' Angel, How to Invest in Technology Startups. Yep. Number a lot of non-business books lately. <laughs> That's good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, well, I like not Naval Ravikant is somebody I just see is really interesting with all the Bitcoin stuff he's talking about. Yeah, right. Angelist founder there. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for building your business? Oh, I don't know. I use this, we use Sana a lot. Okay. Um, Sana is pretty much the, the hub of our whole company. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> like, uh, probably six, six. Yeah, Damn it. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, have kids? Uh, married with twin daughters, eight years old. Ooh, okay, so you're a busy guy. How old are you? How old are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I just turned thirty six. All right, Marion. Last question: What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Oh, um, that's that's a uh, that's an interesting question. I that I don't know. Just keep grinding, grinding hard. You know, eventually it'll pay off. I think uh, a lot of people just you know aren't willing to put the effort into to keep seeing something through. And, and then there's this mentality of like, yes, you have to fail quickly, but um, at the same time, you need, there's a balance there that you need to kind of just see it through. Yeah, guys, keep grinding, see it through. From Mirani, founded this company, Super Money, kind of halfway back in 2013 when he launched, it kind of fiddled around for a little bit until it got serious in 2016 when they passed 20 grand per month in revenue. Today, there are over eight full-time employees and they have a bunch of freelancers. Uh, the founders have put in a million bucks just to cover burn and they've scaled about 200 grand per month in revenue, looking to scale that to that $10 million ARR mark, hopefully by the end of this year, so they can go look at potentially raising growth capital as their SEO footprint expands when people are searching for any really terms related to financial services products. Miran, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you.